0: W V U A F M Tuscaloosa. Hello everybody. Welcome to episode three of three-point conversion. Quite a quite an episode that we have a lot to talk about. XFL week two and all that. USFL, the ticket prices are out, a lot to talk about from that front, and then of course, XFL week three preview. So Of course, I'm Carson Keel with my host, Adam Hambright, and let's just go ahead and straight get on into it. So, week two of the uh, XFL has come and gone, and let's start off with the first game that happened. I want to hear, Adam, first, your thoughts, St. Louis at Seattle for Thursday Night Football.
1: So St. Louis and Seattle, I think I know I at least had put this as like my game to watch, uh, the one that I was going to watch going into week two, uh, mostly because of AJ McCarron, uh, who had, you know, led game-winning drive in the first game uh, to win that one. This game once again has to lead a game-winning drive at the end to win the game, beating the Seattle Sea Dragons, um, and probably was the best game of the weekend i thought it was uh, for yeah, I me agree. i agree um you know we had you know a.j mccarron 22 of 36 184 yards in the touchdown um then you have for seattle um for their passing ben denushi 19 to 29 196 yards two touchdowns josh gordon did have one catch for 33 yards you know, that's probably the most well known player on Seattle's team. But yeah, they, uh, very entertaining game. Um, I thought this one was good. Seattle Sea Dragons do play in the same um, stadium that the Seattle Seahawks play in. So it looks good. It does. Uh, you know, week one, I feel like week one surprised everybody with how good it looked uh, product wise. Um, week two, we had this game, which is very competitive.
0: We had another game.
1: We did have another game um, that we'll get into in just a second. That was not as good, um, but we can let I can let you uh, talk about this game first. Yeah,
0: so I am very interested, and I, I want to get your thoughts after this. Can St. Louis kind of keep up this momentum of having comebacks? Because like that, it, it's super strange. And We'll talk about this, especially when it comes to week three, because and, and I know the next game we talk about. Basically the two comeback teams are going to be facing each other. It's gonna be a comeback off. Yeah. And it's gonna be it's gonna be very I just can Saint Louis keep up this momentum of falling behind and then catching back up at the last second? That's my that's my real question.
1: I think eventually Saint Louis will need to put together a full game where they take the lead early and, you know, hang on, maybe actually, you know, win a game convincingly, and that might happen with some of these teams that aren't but don't look as good as the other ones right now. But for a full season, I mean, we'll see. I mean, right now, all they've done is win. I can't say that they're going to lose until they actually right. lose. I just think eventually it's going to take its toll of every week, like, oh, we got to do another game winning drive, which maybe AJ's ready for it you know yeah. he he'll, he enjoys playing he said it himself this past weekend that the reason he went to the XFL over a backup job in the NFL was so his kids could see him play and his kids have been seeing him win so maybe you know as long as you have the confidence from your quarterback maybe that's all you need but we'll see I think they actually need to put together a full game though
0: yeah I agree I'm, I I think Seattle, they probably should have won this game if it was not for a game-winning drive that's basically somehow St. Louis' a spe- a speciality. So, uh, I think, I, I, again, I think Seattle should have won this game technically, but, hey, we, we have one other thing. So, let's move into our next game, D.C. at Vegas. Adam, do you want to talk about our field conditions for this
1: uh, game? Yeah, I want to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Um, so, for most of these games, they at least look good. Um, It's a good product. Um, Some people have said that, you know, it's a lower level product than the NFL. Obviously it is. These players haven't been able to make it in the NFL yet. Maybe they'll get a second chance if they play well enough. But you still want, when you have your viewers turn on a game, they want to at least have the illusion that they're watching high level football. You did not get this from this game. Now, the other teams like uh, Seattle sea Dragons. They play in the same one that the Seahawks play in. Other uh, teams play in college, stadium. college stadiums. Uh,
0: converted stadiums like yeah. in Arlington's case.
1: Yeah. But this one, um, they were not able uh, to convince... You know the Raiders to let them use their stadium, for example, right. and you know that's fine, but they weren't really able to get any good stadium. The stadium they're playing in is uh, Cashman Field, right? Which was built in 1983 as a mm-hmm. baseball stadium, it, it now is a soccer um, stadium, I believe, for the USL.
0: Uh, yes, USL. um,
1: so you know, not high, not a high level soccer, uh, um, well, second tier in the US, so a, still, yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. it's not terrible for soccer for this. They haven't added any seats, right? So it's just the baseball seating, which is just around home plate. They don't have, like, any outfield seats. Um, The grass was dead. They spray-painted it green. No, this is not a joke. They actually spray-painted the grass green. Yeah, so they spray-painted the grass green, and then for most of the—they could have at least added— uh, you had bleachers on one side right. to put fans well, they,
0: they added bleachers alright for the announcers
1: For the announcers, <laughs> for the press box um, but it was very hard to look at and then when they're showing um, there, was a, there was a kick they tried to kick a, a field goal in right. the game and they have the camera behind the kicker and you're used to seeing a stadium and you just see a wall which at least they put the Vipers logos yeah. and stuff on but then you see trees, it looked very high school football field-ish and it was very difficult to look at For me I think that kind of Hurts the brand I don't think If anybody sees That Vegas is playing At home They're probably not Going to turn that game right. On at this point
0: Yeah I mean I think you said it best uh, I just uh, One thing One thing They had the the, the the announcers For this game Up on the scoreboard In the most I don't know How to say this Like Beverly Hillbillies Like the car You think about that car It was like that But it, like with like You know Like scaffolding Around and by the way, they had these people up in a metal basely box during a thunderstorm.
1: Yeah, so this was... I'd, okay, full disclosure, I've never been to Las Vegas, have you?
0: I have. I have okay, Las.
1: so you've been to Las Vegas. Um, but all I really know is that it's in the desert and it doesn't get a lot of rain. From what I've been told. Oh, that's not, not exactly true. Well, you know, you think of a desert, you don't really think yeah. of rain anyway. No. So maybe it rains more than what I was made aware of. But you did have at least one of the days of the year that it decided to rain there on a spray-painted grass field. You thought the footing at the Super Bowl was bad.
0: Yes. This and one. Again, a
1: spray-painted grass field that was
0: spray-painted the day of the game. Yes. Even better.
1: Yeah. So then you get into the actual game itself. Right. And, you know, Vegas did have a lead first quarter. They yeah, had a they 6 did. nothing lead. Uh, they did not score the rest of the game. Uh, D.C. defenders, who are still undefeated, uh, they end up winning this game 18 to 6. Jordan Tiamu, eleven of twenty-three, ninety-three yards, no touchdowns. Just was not the game was not it was not fun to watch. It was yeah. not entertaining. It looked like it wasn't visually entertaining.
0: Um, this was probably one of the worst things you could do for week two of your league. Like this was like this is how you drive viewers away. Yes. Like that that that's exactly what you do. And uh, I, 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 the XFL they, they need to do something yeah. on Vegas Because and, it's just not working
1: And if you want to talk about the viewers So in 2020 when they had the uh, the, the first it Redo was, yes. um, Of the XFL So XFL 2.0 They started off week one with uh, I think it was 3 million viewers Right, about, um, about the
0: same number as the USFL
1: yeah. And so then it by the end of the season, you know, when everything was shut down, everything it was uh, about one million. So this year, XFL three I guess we'll call it, um, started off at the one million viewer average. About, uh, about. And so if people watch games like this and start pushing people away, right. I don't know how sustainable it is. But they did just sign the deal with Under Armour for like uniform, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, you know, last week we talked about who the worst team was in the league, who who we thought the worst team was. Uh, it might
0: be right now it's Vegas, but I think we have another one. Well,
1: we thought it was the Orlando Guardians, yeah. and they might still be the worst team. I just think Vegas might have be the worst product. Yeah. They might be putting out the worst product. But yeah. now, since we brought up the Guardians, we can talk about their yeah, game. Yeah, so San Antonio at Orlando, uh, the game in
0: which players were basically narking on each other, the Coach was narking on the players. Very reminiscent if you guys remember week two, it was, of course, the Dallas Renegades then. I forget the quarterback's name, but literally in the interview was saying nothing was working, this sucks, uh, there needs to be some change.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a coach say something like this. So, obviously, Guardians blown out in the first game. They get blown out in this one. But when they're interviewing the coach and the coach just – he literally says, we need to get different guys in here. Like basically just saying, this team stinks. <laughs> so – Maybe if that's how you want your coach talking, it's okay. Um, yeah. At least they had a good stadium, though. You know, the <laughs> Camping World Stadium down there. They did. But they, uh, you know, they, they played San Antonio, San Antonio Promise, who are now one and one. Um, this was, I actually watched a lot of this game. Um, I was at a restaurant. They happened to have it on. It was either watch this or the uh, Jake Paul uh, boxing match.
0: <laughs> I know which one I'm watching.
1: So I watched the XFL, you know. And so Jack Cohn, quarterback of San Antonio, 16 of 24 for three touchdowns. Yeah. Now that was, obviously like, when you yeah. when you look at the first part where it's like 16 of 24, but three touchdowns, like that's, yeah. that's a very good performance.
0: And again, just go back to week one. If it wasn't for a St. Louis game-winning drive and literally like 15 points in like like one minute, they San Antonio would have won this that game. They
1: yep. would have been two zero. They could be two and zero. And then you look at uh, the Guardians. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, so Paxton Lynch comes in again, uh, nine of nineteen, 79 yards, but he did throw a touchdown. So even though for week one, he got benched and he was the first player to ever get benched in like four different professional yes. football leagues. Um, he at least got a touchdown pass and he might have played better than uh, Tiamo did um, yeah. in that other game that we mentioned. Um, DeAndre Francois, he also came into the game uh, 6 of 13, one touchdown, one interception. It'll be interesting to see if they continue to go with just two quarterbacks. Just, oh, you did bad in the first quarter, maybe I'll go with a yeah. different one. It'll be interesting. Um, nobody he's been really able to uh, get it going on the ground it looks like yeah um it looks like it's just going to be like a pass happy league which you know is entertaining at least you know maybe if they had some better running backs they could change that up but i haven't really seen it right now. yeah
0: we haven't all right Uh, i guess my my final thoughts on this game moving on to the last one orlando sucks (laughs) <laughs> um, I think that's our best takeaway. San Antonio is a team to watch. I, I think, again, like I said, if you take away that St. Louis final drive, should have won that game. And San Antonio, I think they're probably right there with this next team we're going to talk about for the best team in the league, and that's talk about our last game. Arlington uh, at Houston, uh, very back and forth, but end up you know, with a Houston victory in that.
1: Yeah, this game, uh, another entertaining game to watch. Um, it could have been. I think we talked about it. This might be the game of the week. This is what we yeah. talked about last week. Like, if you could only watch one game to watch, this one. They did. They played well. Um, Arlington, though, they only put up fourteen. In the second quarter, they didn't score. In the first quarter, they didn't score in the whole second half. Um, Houston did do the majority of their scoring in the first quarter with 11 points. They also got um, six in the third quarter, six in the fourth quarter. Um, These teams are, for their level, they're good, right? So Houston Arlington obviously came into the game um, 1-0. Houston won this one for Arlington. Drew Plitt. Fifteen of twenty-nine, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, once again, how I was talking about the rushing not being able to go. Their leading rusher, uh, Devion Smith, seven carries for sixteen yards. Just not really. Just no. No teams really attempting to run the ball yeah. at this point. Um, we go on to Houston. They had Brandon Silvers, 14 of 28, 173, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Cole McDonald did throw one pass. It was incomplete. Yeah. Um, you know, these these quarterbacks are not Patrick Mahomes. They're not Tom Brady. Right, we, we shouldn't expect that at all. We time. don't expect to see just outrageous numbers when you're watching these games, but These games are fun to watch. I'd say that. It's been been good so far, um, unless you're a Guardians fan Mm -hmm. or you happen to watch that game in Vegas.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I guess uh, with those games all the way, week two, let's go and talk about some USFL news that came out. So, of course, we had the draft to talk about. We talked about that this uh, past episode. But, the USFL, they decided to go and announce their ticket prices,
1: Yep. And have you seen these? I looked at a couple of things, um, but just run me through it again. Okay,
0: so let's talk about the ones that that is for uh, the kind of the three main teams: Canon, okay. uh, Memphis, and Birmingham. These yeah. are the ticket prices. We're going to start with single games: ten dollars end zone tickets. Okay, not bad. Yeah, twenty five dollars for sideline tickets, and then forty dollars for club. If you're in Birmingham and stuff like that, it's basically the middle.
1: And so that that's all just for one game. Right.
0: Yeah. And then this is where the funny part starts to kind of come out. For $30, that is your season ticket to the end zone. That's for all six games in a hub.
1: Yeah, so definitely saving some money right there.
0: Yes. $90 for sideline. And then $220 for club. Yeah. like That's, that, that, that's like basically paying for three games for half, basically half the games. And it's like... Have you ever seen a league kind of do things like this when it comes to ticket pricing? Before we talk about Detroit's, which is even more insane.
1: You know, this is—it's interesting. You know, I'm used to ticket prices being a lot higher than this. Um, You know, I have also bought um, season tickets for Alabama here. Right. very expensive. I'm upper deck. My season right. ticket that I buy, not from the student tickets, but the actual season tickets, I'm paying about five hundred uh for right. the season. Um, NFL, obviously that one's gonna be higher. Okay. It's I hadn't really looked into what USFL or XFL were going to do with their ticket prices. I knew they'd be lower than like NFL games, but these this is this is a steal. This yes. is a steal. If you're into all football, which I guess you are if you're listening to this. Yeah, you need. Uh, I would. I would just buy the season tickets. Yeah, and that, that's. And then let's talk about Detroit again. Detroit is actually playing. They're playing in Ford Field. Yeah,
0: it's an actual NFL stadium. This isn't like protective Memphis or Canton. Hundred dollar club season tickets. Seventy five dollars for sideline. Yeah. And then twenty five dollars for end zone. I mean.
1: Yeah, this is. That's this lower is, than
0: the other stadiums. You know.
1: Progressive, it is. uh, It's a new, it's a new stadium. or protective, protective, protective protective stadium. It is a new stadium, but it was built for um, the College of Birmingham, UAB, Mm -hmm. and then obviously USFL. Last year, all the games were there. Um, But this is this is Ford Field. This is like a well-known NFL stadium. Right. It has hosted multiple concerts that are of
0: high value. Event like who and, and it 's lower it 's lower like and this has to be in a response to the no fans criticism last year, besides of course yeah. birmingham games, like they're basically trying to tell people, all right, come on in it 's football, and it 's you know family friendly i mean
1: there, there's there 's no other way to that, right. I mean, I would, I would assume so. If you, so if you watch the XFL, which I know this is a little bit different. So the XFL right now, they're only opening up their lower bowl right. uh, for seasons. And they're going to open up upper for uh, when it gets to playoffs, I believe.
0: Besides St. Louis, basically right now, in, so besides St. Louis and San Antonio, the average attendance for the XFL is only around twelve thousand. Yeah. Do you think that the USFL could possibly break that with these ticket prices, and they're much lower than the XFLs?
1: I think with the USFL with the ticket prices um, you can have you know you can take your family to a game very right. very easy uh, and you can get season tickets I don't know, I don't know what the average income level of the usFL fans are right but it seems to me like you could just pretty much buy season tickets for at least two people in the family and like you can go you know, Anyway, like, if you're in Birmingham, 120 season tickets for, like, club. Club. So good, the good yeah. club seats.
0: And, by the way, for the, the club ticket, uh, from what I'm reading because i am been looking at them, yeah. uh, but that includes, like, the club, a private yeah. bar and everything. Yeah. Like, it's like, like, you know, that's, that's – who would have thought?
1: So, with Birmingham, obviously all the games were there last year. Right. Uh, this year, you know, you're going to have multiple, you know, sites. It'll be interesting to see because a lot of these fans, they – didn't have these games at home. They didn't. Mm -hmm. like. It's not going to be in every single market, but in the ones that it is now, you can have fans that missed out on the first season, and then they can come in for this season. So I think you could have better attendance at the USFL, especially if the games are looking better. And we already know that the actual venues are going to look better than what has been shown in the XFL in some of these games, but if the actual play on the field starts being better, especially in Birmingham. Birmingham, you know, they they like football. You know, they don't have in any NFL team that's like, I mean, the closest one is Tennessee Titans, Atlanta Falcons, but most of the people are watching college football around here. So, with The Stallions, especially since they won the championship last year, Mm -hmm. and then they brought in a couple guys from UAB. You can start pulling in some more of the local fans. I I think they could easily um, break the attendance from the XFL.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, plus you talked about how every single game, instead of 40 games in a stadium this year, it's uh, at max, I'm going to say, doing math, 12-ish. Like, because you have to – basically it's New Orleans and Birmingham, and then you subtract one because Birmingham – well, two, actually, but uh, still, it's kind of, it's like, you know, be, you don't have that kind of thought of possibly, like, burning out a, a fan yeah. by having all your games, you know, back, technically home, so. Yeah, it's
1: going to be, it's going to be a little bit easier on the fans, and, yeah. you know, as long as the games are good, you're going to have people watch, so yeah. I, I think with, I would buy these ticket prices if I knew I could make it to all of them, but. I got other stuff I got to <laughs> do, but I, I, I might get to a few games. We'll see.
0: Yes. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about last thing: uh, XFL Week Three kind of preview. Let's start it off. Seattle is at Vegas.
1: Okay. This is not our game of the week. This is not going to be the game of the week. And to be honest. Unless you are just a football junkie who has to watch all the football they possibly can, I might not turn the game on. Yeah. I don't want to look at that field again. Now, this season, they pro- they probably have some kind of contract where they have to play the full season there. Mm-hmm. If I'm the XFL, if I'm Dwayne Johnson, I am trying to find another venue for that team, Or you might need to move them. You might need to move them out of Vegas. Um, We'll see what ends up happening. But I expect Seattle to win this game, and I don't expect it to be close, as long as they can keep their footing. If there's no rain, maybe don't paint the field the day of the game. Maybe do it the day before, two days before. We'll see. I just think Seattle's going to win this game. They'll get their first win of the season. But... It's, it's tough to watch, but that is on Saturday at 7 p.m.
0: On FX, I might add. Yep. Three games on FX, by the way, this yep. week. Uh, and then Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 o'clock, of course, uh, Tuscaloosa time. It's the comeback off. St. Louis at D.C. Who, who's who's going to have the bigger comeback?
1: Okay, so for this game, I don't know who's going to win. Both these teams, they don't seem like they want to win until the end of the game anyway. I'm going to go with St. Louis for the same reason I've been going with them. we got A.J. McCarron. They haven't lost yet. I'm going to ride with them till they lose. I hope St. Louis can put together a full um, game and just not have to worry about the comeback. But I'm going to go with, yeah, uh, with St. Louis. Um, who are you going go with?
0: i got to go with D.C. Okay. It's D.C. at home, and guess what? They, again, I'm taking the home team on this one. I think these are pretty evenly matched teams. But,
1: so. let, but let's think about this. Are they going to let the fans have fun?
0: Oh, that's the thing. Are, are, are
1: there going to be lemons? Uh, are, they going to, are there going to be lemons? They might have confiscated the lemons. Are they going to let the beer steak happen? Yes. I want to see fans have fun. This is spring football. Let the fans have fun. Okay. If the fans are having fun, then the players are going to have fun. Yes. So then I might give the edge to D.C., but I'm riding with St. Louis until they lose. Yeah.
0: All right. I think we can pick this one pretty easy. Orlando at Arlington.
1: I got to go with Arlington. Orlando <laughs> still looks like the worst team, I, even yeah. though yeah. – Vegas was terrible to look at. This this team, it, they're they're just not good right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you heard it, it from the coach. Yeah, uh, Ar- take Arlington if you're betting. Take Arlington. Yeah. And then the game of the week because Definitely. these are two teams that are basically I, my again my opinion top of the league. San Antonio is at Houston. I, I I have my pick. What's yours?
1: Okay. So part of me wants to go with Houston, the undefeated team. They are at home. But the Brahmas, man, they, yes, I, promise man. Yes, I'm going with the promise You know, they should have won week one, even though St. Louis, comeback kids. You know, they, they came out and won. I could, probably shouldn't call them kids. They're pretty old now. But, you know, St. Louis beat them in that one. They did play the Guardians. We have to take that into account. They did mm-hmm. not have the best competition. But they won. I'm going to take the promise in this one.
0: Yeah. I'm going with Brahma's all the way. Uh, They're, they're, in my opinion, besides Houston, those are the top two teams. So, uh, in my opinion, that's the game of the watch. And that'll be on ESPN2.
1: Okay. That's the only one that's not on FX. And so, I want to bring up one last thing before we head out. Um, So, we talked before how they have the hub. Right. right? So, they have the hub that every team goes to. They practice. And then, you know, they fly out to their Mm -hmm. games. So, this week – They have a game at Vegas. They have a game in D.C. They have a game in Arlington and Houston. So Arlington and Houston, they don't have to go too too far. Um, But So the Vegas and D.C. games. So these games are going to be pretty far away from the hub. Do you know how they're getting to these games? Plane. They're getting to them by plane. Oh, I know this story. But they're also, both teams are on the same plane. Plane. Now, it's great. It cuts costs. But... When you're coming back from these games, when
0: well, they, well, they lo- one team losing, by
1: one the way. team loses, one team wins. I don't know if y'all have played sports before. I hope you have. But Highly emotional. If you come, if you're on the way back after a loss, all you can think about is what you did wrong. If you're coming back after a win, it's a party. So now you're having both teams, like literally, the team that lost is having to listen to the party from the team that won on the same plane the whole ride back, which is hilarious. I yeah. think, but. You know, so this week, um, I think we can agree that Seattle will be celebrating, and yes. Vegas will once again have to listen to it. Um, we're split with St. Louis and D.C., right. but we'll see. But it'll be like, do you think this is good for the league for them to both be on it? Like, do you think anything's going to happen? There gonna oh, there's going
0: to be Oh, there is going to be a fight. It's just it's it's not you know like if it's a matter of win.
1: Yeah, let's let's wait and see. When Orlando gets, like, their fifth loss of the season, we'll we'll see how it goes after that. But yeah, I just want—I just thought that was hilarious when I you, you see some of the players; they've been posting videos on like Snapchat and stuff like that. And uh-huh. like going back from the games, and like it's just—it's hilarious to watch.
0: It is. All right, well, everyone, that's in it for this week's episode of Three Point Conversion. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back, of course, next week. Uh, you know, Week Three review, and then, of course, a Week Four preview. Uh, so it sounds like we have some interesting games to talk about from there. So. We'll see you guys next week. I'm, of course, been Carson
1: Kiel. Adam Pam Until
0: then, have a good time.
1: WVUA FM, Tuscaloosa.